Welcome to Chanable's podcast, Chana Talks, bringing you all the information, tips, tricks, and more from the world of e-commerce. I'm Sunny Whitaker, and I will be your host for today's podcast on how to successfully sell on marketplaces. We will discuss all the ins and outs of how to succeed on marketplaces with marketplace fanatic and specialist Richard Schenzel, Chanable co-founder and technical expert Robert Krebser, and Rick Derota and Yorick Forthausen from leading digital agency Tomorrowman, who created their label Amazing last year. Let's get stuck in. Our first guest is Richard Schenzel. He is currently the business development team lead at Channable, but his passions for an experience of e-commerce spans to almost a decade. Whilst my introduction isn't nearly as good as what he can do, let's hear from the man himself. So Richard, care to share a little bit more about yourself? Of course, Annie. Thank you very much for the uh, short intro. As you said, my name is Richard Chenzel, and I'm leading the uh, business development team here at Channel. And we are helping agencies and advertisers with the right solution if it comes for feed management, PPC advertising, and selling on marketplaces. So, just a little bit of background information on uh, Channel. Uh, we are originally a Dutch company, we started in the Netherlands about six years ago, and we grew massively. And we are active now in over uh, 30 countries uh, worldwide, actually. And personally, I'm very excited uh, to talk about the opportunity that the marketplace can bring. I've been in advertising over a couple of years right now, and I've seen a major shift in the market. Uh, so happy to, uh, to elaborate on that. Great. And um, why is it so important to be selling on marketplaces today, would you say? Well, what I've said, uh, we've seen a major shift in the market going on right now, especially if it comes to the customer journey where in the past customers would start their journey uh, on traditional search engines like Google, uh, but they start more and more uh, on marketplaces. And what we've seen worldwide, one out of five internet users are actually starting their journey on a marketplace. And last year in the US, it was 79% of all internet users that started their customer journey on a marketplace. So I think that's a very strong indicator about the change that's going on. Uh, consumers are able to find reviews, Q&As with sellers and buyers, pictures of how and how-to videos, manuals, etc., all on those marketplaces. So it's actually a very complete experience and it's the ease of usage that is winning at the moment. Um, and that's basically completely in line with our on-demand instant gratification society where we're in. It's basically fulfilling the needs of, of current internet users. Next to that is what we've seen is a massive increase in e-commerce revenue, retail e-commerce revenue. What you've seen in the U.S. last year is that over 50% of e-commerce retail spent by internet users is done on marketplaces. This is a research from eMarketer, and I think that's a very strong indicator as well that internet users are actually very comfortable buying on those marketplaces. And for you as an advertiser, it's very important to sell there as well uh, to diversify your channels. Uh, next to the more traditional channels like Facebook and Google, uh, it's quite dangerous to actually silo all your ad spend and activity here. Uh, we know that 50% of time spent, and I'm talking here about time spent online, is in that Facebook and Google environment. But there's still another 50% out there. And what you've seen over 50% of actually revenue spent is done on those marketplaces. So it's very, very important to diversify your channels and to make sure that you're available there as well, because the size of audience is enormous. Uh, you should be there where your audience is as well. And those users that are on those marketplaces are actually already in a purchasing mindset. So they're more down the funnel, so to say. 
So it's, it's more important to capture them there and especially to take advantage of the awareness of these players. Uh, it's very hard to attract all those users to your website in, in all kinds of awareness campaigns, uh, but they are already there and, and the big players uh, spend a lot of money in, in, in brand awareness already, which you can take part of as well. And then it will give you the ability as well to sell international. So I see a lot of uh, positive sides of selling and, and using marketplace to sell more products actually. Yeah, and I mean, I was really taken aback uh, a couple months ago when I came across a study that said um, that if Amazon's present in a country, 50% of uh, purchases are made then via Amazon, which really blew me away because, of course, Amazon is now in the Netherlands and you're, we're going to see a huge shift uh, in e-commerce in the Netherlands. So I guess the next question then is, uh, is how on earth do sellers start selling on marketplaces? I mean, how do you even decide which marketplaces to choose? That's actually a very good question. And I believe that more and more companies are very keen to capture this opportunity. And I think there are a couple of steps uh, everybody should take before selling on the marketplace. And I think step number one uh, is do your research. Determine which marketplace are interesting for you and your business. And review the current offering on these marketplaces because marketplaces are highly competitive. So it's very important to have a good understanding of your competition on that marketplace. And then if you've done that, step number two would be select a product that you would like to sell, uh, where you believe that those products are competitive enough uh, to be successful. And after that, you should be able to have the right data uh, and then product information ready, since it's very important to have all those attributes filled, uh, to have a good quality score, so to say, on these marketplaces. And then after that, of course, it's important to just create that seller account on that marketplace that you would like to use and start updating the right information there. I think a lot of companies are actually reviewing and, and, and doing research a lot, but you just need to do it. You just need to start somewhere. Uh, I would say start small, test and fail fast and, and get your learnings and, and scale up. And I think if you would like to make use of multiple marketplaces, it's very important that you use some tools where you actually can collect the data, uh, modify the data, adjust it in the right way for the right marketplace and push it through those marketplaces. And we are happy to help out there as well uh, to make that connection between your web shop and the marketplace. I think the point that you make about data is really valid. If you consider us as consumers, of course, our searches are way more intricate and detailed. We're not looking for generic products. We're looking for a certain size and a certain color. And I think that's a great bridge now to my next speaker, um, Robert Kreutzer. So thank you so much, Richard, for your insights and advice. Thank you. So, Robert, thanks for joining us today. Um, you're our technical in-house expert. Would you care to share a bit more about the technical side of working with marketplaces? Sure. Um, uh, I can explain quickly the difference between what a marketplace does and what a price comparison site does. So the main difference is that on a marketplace, the consumer never leaves the marketplace to make a purchase. An example would be Amazon, for example, because uh, as a consumer, you go to Amazon, you search for the product you want, and then you click checkout and buy it. And you may have bought it from Amazon itself or from a third party merchant but you never leave the marketplace itself. And this is different from how price comparison sites, like for example, Google Shopping work, because there you go to Google Shopping, you search for the product, but then when you actually want to purchase it, you click through to a merchant and then you 
do the purchase on the website of the merchant instead of on um, the website of uh, Google. That's one big difference. And uh, maybe to go a bit more in detail about um, the technical differences. So uh, marketplaces are integrated via so-called APIs. That those are application programming interfaces. And these allow uh, our, our servers, our computers to talk to Amazon's servers. And they allow us, for example, to send uh, new updates if you want to sell a new product via Amazon then Channable can push uh, a new offer, create an offer for this product so that people can find the product on Amazon and purchase it. And the big advantage of an API is that we can push updates at any point in time to the different marketplaces. So this means whenever you change something in your feed and you click Run Now in Channable, we will instantly send these updates to these marketplaces. And this is a big advantage, so there's no time delay. And this is different from, for example, how feeds work, because if you have a data feed, then um, the other side, so the, the channel itself needs to download the feed. So this is more a pull-based model instead of a push-based model. So it means there can be a delay of, say, up to 24 hours. If, if for example, a channel only downloads a feed once per day and you just uh, missed the last uh, download slot, then it would take up to 24 hours to update the data. And this doesn't have for APIs. There we can send the updates uh, immediately. Yeah, it makes you wonder why other channels haven't adopted APIs all around, really. It seems like a much more convenient way for um, sellers. Definitely, yeah. And this is also a trend that we're seeing. So much more channels now start offering APIs in the last few years. So um, many of them you know, started out offering a data feed, uh, which they then import. And uh, you can use Channable to create all of these data feeds. And um, But now we see more and more channels uh, additionally adopting APIs. So then they support both a data feed and an API. This is, for example, the case for Google Shopping, where you can do both. You can either use a feed or you can use their API. And Channable actually supports both of them. And why is it better to use a, a tool such as Channable for creating listings for such marketplaces? Well, well think of it this way. Uh, imagine you have a big web shop that has 100,000 products. Then it's, it's very hard to get all of these 100,000 products listed on all of these different marketplaces. It would take an enormous amount of manual work to do this. And with Channable, you can automate all of it. You can just select the channels and marketplaces you want to send to. And we uh, make sure that every single day, the correct data is uploaded to these channels in the right format. So this saves you a huge amount of uh, effort. And an additional advantage is the Channable synchronizes this data continuously. So every day you can imagine that some products will go out of stock and some products will be discontinued and new products will appear. And we make sure that all of these new products get listed correctly on all of the different marketplaces and channels and that all the old products are removed so that you don't sell anything that you don't actually have in stock anymore. Well, it definitely sounds like a great solution for many sellers, especially because I don't think all of us are able to create an API within a day. Um, so thanks for the insights. Uh, I think the next insight that we'd need is, is an actual seller and the retailer, which brings us on to Rick and Yorick, uh, who've got some interesting insights to share. So our final guests today are Rick and Yorick from Tomorrowmen, who have started their own label, Amazon, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit. But first, um, Rick, Yorick, what changes do you see in the market? We see a lot of changes in the market. Instead of uh, the um, search engines like Google, you can't 
uh, optimize uh, organic search results by advertising. And um, on, the, on most of the marketplaces you can. It is possible to well, generate sales and therefore uh, uh, create uh, um, optimizations or uh, get uh, the algorithm working to uh, create optimizations for, for the organic listings. And I think now, well, we, we know how to do that. Um, I would say advertising is one of the, one of the most important uh, things to do in starting uh, selling on, on marketplaces. Yeah, I guess you can say that there's a lot more retailers feeling empowered um, technologically. It's a lot more accessible, uh, which we didn't see before. You had to rely on a lot of other people and it was harder to get to market. Now it's much faster and easier. So how is it that, you're, that you help um, customers and retailers in this situation? What's your part? What we do for our customers um, is that we help them uh, make a uh, market analysis and based on this analysis we help them form a strategy and help them choose the right marketplace that fits their business strategy. After that we help them onboard on the platform so um, yeah, get their listings and their products on for example Amazon or Bold.com or Excel, just name a marketplace. And after that, we help them optimize their listings and help them advertise their products. So generate sales via organic searches and paid advertised searches, that in short. And uh, of course, it's what your business is built on, but do you perhaps have any best practices that you can share or you know, common pitfalls that you see? <laughs> a lot of pitfalls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we see a lot of uh, things, um, but I think it's very interesting uh, what we see in customers that own a brand is um, the possibility to register your brand on marketplaces and therefore uh, protect your own market and your brand on the platform itself. Um, and what also is very interesting is all the uh, possibilities and new. Um, yeah, you when you when you register your brand on the platform, you unlock functionalities of uh, a platform. Um, for example, you can build your own storefront. Um, it's a small web shop on, um, uh, for example, Amazon, where you can. Um, showcase your products, but also showcase your brand story. And what we see is that if you combine that with your listings and optimize it well, um, it's very good to uh, grow organically on the platform itself. And it also um, uh, unlocks features on advertisement uh, side of the platform. So combined advertising, um, registering your brand and your organic side of um, listing your products, we see that's a very interesting way to generate your sales at the end of the line. I would like to add something to that. Um, uh, in, in, instead of uh, the um, search engines like Google, you can't uh, optimize uh, organic search results by advertising. And um, on, the, on most of the marketplaces, you can. It is possible to well, generate sales and therefore uh, uh, create uh, um, optimizations or uh, get uh, the algorithm working to uh, create optimizations for, for the organic listings. Um, and I think now, 
well, we we know how to do that. Um, I would say advertising is one of the one of the most important uh, things to do in starting uh, selling on on marketplaces. Yeah. Yeah. With it as a brand, it sounds almost like a no brainer that you need to get started on marketplaces if if you haven't already. Especially, yeah, when you can create a whole uh, like extra funnel of exposure. Well, I think it's it's quite difficult actually for brands to uh, to make that choice. To, to start selling uh, to customers as well because um, most brands are uh, wholesale companies um, selling their products to businesses so um, start selling to uh, your products to customers is is actually a strategic quite a big step um, you, you should as a brand you should be ready for it and you, you should know that uh, communicating with uh, businesses is is different than communicating with uh, with customers so um, I don't think it's that obvious that all brands necessarily have to do that, um, but but uh, it can create uh, um, well a lot of possibilities, of course, to uh, to gain some market. But it's it's a different game. Yeah, I guess with all possibilities, it comes with its own like consequent pros and cons, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I think brands uh, sh- should consider it wisely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should. Yeah. Whilst not taking too much time, of course, because if you lose the opportunity, um, I mean, the market's changing so fast and, um, you know, competition as well, especially in retail. It's very hard to introduce a product that isn't already out there in some form. Right. So, I mean, there is loads of challenges for uh, retailers and brands in the market. And yeah, picking your battles is is an important one. Definitely. But marketplaces, I think, being so accessible sounds like such an like an easy method to expand your business or what would you say? I think it's a, it's a very useful um, additional funnel to your own traditional sales funnels and it's a way to expand your own business and use it as a, a step with a low investment to start delivering your products directly to consumers. Um, and I think it's also a very useful way to try expand your markets uh, internationally. Sometimes it all almost looks like a plug-and-play way of starting <laughs> to, <laughs> to expand your business international. It's not, not that simple, but a very approachable way to start selling your products international. Would you say that's one of the biggest selling points of starting on marketplaces is the opportunity for internationalization then? Uh, one off, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's so easy to uh, sell um, in a different country uh, via marketplaces. Technically, it, it, it doesn't have any difficulties. You just put your put your products on Amazon, um, uh, select the, the box for Germany, and then it translates it automatically to German. Um, of course, it's better to, to work with your own translations, but if you don't, the, the platform will, um, will do it for you. And... Uh, yeah, that's definitely one of the big advantages. You are using Channable to help your customers sell on these marketplaces. How exactly do Channable help in this situation? I think Channable is a very useful tool at this moment uh, to help our customers build their uh, advertising and list their products on marketplaces like Amazon and Bob.com. Where we use Channable is that we uh, use the tool at the onboarding steps for our customers and what we do is build api connectors with the marketplaces and uh, based on the 
XML feed or uh, their WooCommerce backend. Um, we take the products from data feeds and use the APIs to list the products on the marketplaces. What's also a very useful feature of Genable is the order API, where we take all the orders from the marketplaces and use Genable as a central tool to shoot it um, back to our customers and where they uh, received these orders at, at a central point. So it's uh, really useful to shoot the products to a marketplace, but also get the orders back at one central point. And what's very useful is that we use Genable um, as a system where we can use rules to optimize products in bulk. So um, yeah, uh, for the listings and for orders and for optimization, it's very useful at this moment. Essential. Essential, yeah. <laughs> I guess it um, can relate to how you said that Marketplace is almost plug and play. Channable is helping it be a bit more plug and play, <laughs> literally. It is, it is. Uh, API connections are a bit more complex when you're having to face them on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you've come up with a completely new label, Amazon, correct? Yeah. Can you tell us a bit more about, well, what it is and why you felt like you needed to start it. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, uh, Amazing is, uh, we call it a new company, a label, just give it a name, um, where we help uh, customers in being successful on marketplaces. Uh, and um, uh, well, we actually saw that um, there's a lot of uh, questions and uncertainty about how to get on marketplaces, uh, should, we, should we do it? Uh, and if we do it, uh, what should we do? Um, so there's a lot of technical difficulties at the, the client side, um, uh, brands, manufacturers, retailers. So what we do is uh, um, create additional sales uh, channels for e-commerce companies. And um, we help companies with international ambitions, um, companies that al might already have export export plans. And what we see is, um, I think, uh, Amazon is uh, a bit over uh, one year old now. We see in the Netherlands, it's uh, the way we use uh, marketplaces is different from other countries in Europe. Um, but marketplaces in, in the Netherlands are also gaining uh, popularity now. Uh, we see a, a shift in consumer behavior. Um, in the Netherlands, we use uh, a Google Google search a lot to start uh, our search in whatever buying intention we have. We start a journey on a on a on a search engine in Germany that's completely different, uh, for example, and in the UK also. So we see that there also in the Netherlands there's a shift, and um, uh, there were not there are not a lot of companies um, helping. Uh, 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 brands, retailers, manufacturers uh, to, to get uh, to get their products on uh, marketplaces. So we we figured out a way to um, be successful with that, and then came up with a new label because it it it, it makes it a lot uh, easier to understand. And um, well, yeah, it's it, it's it's a specialism, I guess. Yeah. And you were talking about how uh, in the Netherlands there is different interactions with marketplaces than other countries. Of course, Amazon is now new in the Netherlands as of uh, March 2020. Is it too soon to say how it's affected um, the Dutch market and potentially how you, you're, you, you've been helping your clients with Amazon? Amazing. Yeah, uh, well, we, we saw, um, if you look at the, um, the statistics of 
Dutch people buying on Amazon in Germany, for example, uh, it's already uh, was already large. So um, the shift from uh, moving to a Dutch language Amazon.de to Amazon.nl, uh, I think will will shift the the revenue there. So, so I don't think we we really see a lot of big differences yet, but uh, in my opinion, that will come once brands will be offering their products on Amazon.nl. Yeah, that um, it will grow and it will grow and it will grow. And if the uh, the amount of products they offer on Amazon will grow that fast, uh, it will automatically gain more and more and more successful, and it will it will be. Uh, I think Amazon.nl is still in a quite an early adopted phase. Um, what you see is that they moved to the Netherlands or migrated to the Netherlands, how do you want to call it, um, and acquired a low profile. Um, there was, I think, one news item post on Amazon itself that they moved to uh, the Netherlands. Um, but what you see is that they are uh, starting to roll out um, Amazon Prime, for example, the video app. Um, and if you have an account, they start pushing their services like buying on Amazon or Prime Delivery. And I think that's a, they take it slowly, but I think in a year time, they will create a big mo- new market, I think, for themselves. But I think it's uh, at this stage, I think it's too early to say something about it, really. I think, in my opinion, um, there's not a shift yet, and a shift in marketplaces uh, or consumers that are shifting from Bull or Kublu to Amazon only. I think it's still um, splintered above, um, yeah, over all these marketplaces for now, I think. Yeah, I think that was something um, that Amazon, of course, had to be very cautious about when entering the Dutch market just as a brand would when they enter a new market, um, that there are existing competitors and the Dutch marketplace, Bold.com and Cool Blue that yeah. you mentioned, uh, have a huge presence here um, and of course have a, um, a preference uh, mm-hmm. from Dutch consumers. Uh, but yeah, as I said, with any brand wanting to expand, that's something that you really need to bear in mind what's already existing there. And yet, if you see how far marketplaces have come only in the last five years, um, where are they going to go in the next? Yeah, exactly. There's lots to ponder, of course. So it's good to talk about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um, thank you. And, and, and give us a ring if you need, need any advice. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your time uh, and everything that you could share. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you with us, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again on a future podcast. Would be nice. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Well, there you have it. I mean, I for one definitely have a better idea of how to successfully sell on marketplaces. And I think Yorick ended with some great advice. Just start the conversation. Discuss your options with anyone and everyone because like Richard pointed out, marketplaces are hosting over 50% of product searches and they do lead to a direct sale. Thanks again to today's guests, Richard, Robert, Rick and Yorick for all their insights on how to successfully sell on marketplaces. If you have any questions for Channable, Tomorrow Men or Amazing, you can find links in the description of this episode. Thanks for tuning in to Channable's Channel Talks and see you next time. Take care. Bye.